Hello, people. Act to the podcast. We are back. Episode 82. It's your boy, International Walk House. I got Polka Dot with me. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's your girl, Tosh, the co-host of the Semester, a.k.a. Polka We are back for another episode of Act to the Podcast. Um, how y'all doing out there? Hope y'all great. Hope y'all health was good this week. Um, hope ever, no, no drama in your family situations and your work life situations. Hope everything worked out. Hope you had a good week. Um, check us out at to the podcast.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, YouTube, um, TikTok, Breaker, Spotify, and Twitter. I was watching a little bit of us on Anchor too and on Breaker a little bit just to see what we was doing. Um, really, you checking us out? Yeah, a little bit. Look good on there? Yeah, 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 look good. Y'all should check us out there too. Like, subscribe, share, do all that good stuff. Like, subscribe, share. You know, if you fuck with us, you fuck with us. If you don't by now, something wrong with y'all. Um, how are you? Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, mentally, I am. Mentally, I'm an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, ready for some um vacation. Just for some recharge, like just to be away from. Vacation, the daily grind schedule, you know, regimen. Um, yeah, so just ready for some recharge. So I'm gonna eat. Um, uh, did you put lotion on your face? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, that was mentally work is innate, the same, ready to be away from there, too. Just yeah, it's the same. Um, Two eight. Yeah, eight and eight. You sound eight. down. You okay? Yeah, I feel. Um, I, you know, I feel. Um, yes, I feel okay. Just okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel good. I don't. Uh, I don't I feel bad. That's why I thought the, the whole shower would make you feel good. Yeah, I don't feel bad in any way. Why you gotta put my business out there? Let everybody know that I showered. Say like, no, I'm joking. <laughs> really I like to, Yeah, I like to be. Finances. It's like getting ready for work. You know, this is my other job. Um. Finances are a seven. Mm-hmm. No, you know what? No, too. I'm not going to say that. Finances are a ten. Dang. Because. You mean that? I do. Before I write it down. I mean that. It's I'm an gonna, ink, not pencil. I'm going to stand by that. Oh, shit. Because. I don't think we ever had a ten on finances. No, I think I always said a ten. Most weeks I say a ten on finances. Really? Yeah, yeah like, I think yeah. you did. I think you did. Because you know what? No matter, and I mean, of course, we're not rich by any means, but we don't we don't want for anything. Our bills are no. Let me say that we don't need anything. You know, our bills are paid. We're not struggling to do that. Yeah, we may not. You know, always have. No, I'm not gonna say we don't always have the fun money. You know, sometimes we gotta pull back a little bit, but we good. <laughs> you come conjure up this shit because the last two weeks you ain't spent no money, so you feel like. You didn't have any fun money. No, no, no. I'm, what I'm saying is there are periods of time with us together, not okay. just like me. Right. Like I've had, like, yeah, I've spent money on things that I wanted to. But what I'm saying is money is good. It ain't like, you know, raining, but we ain't complaining. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to say it's That's a 10. That's a bar. Yeah, I got 16. You want Um, <laughs> But it's a 10 even though you did what you. Yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a 10 because okay. you know why? It didn't break us. 
Oh, so it would so, only matter if it, it broke us? That's no, no, no. It, it does matter. But what I'm saying is I'm still going to say finances are a 10 because despite me spending more than I, you know, anticipated over, you know, the last few weeks or so, we good. Mm-hmm. Like, our, it didn't break our finances. It wasn't, inten- it wasn't intended. I'm not going to say it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intended, but it ain't like, oh, my God, now how are we going to pay the mortgage or the car that no, no, we no, possess? No, no, so no, that's no, what no, I mean. No. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, and I'm grateful for that, you know. So that's that's why. Um, physically, physically, I'm an eight. You know what? I'm going to be positive, and um, I don't even want to say a whole lot about it. But you know, I've been making some promises to myself, and that's really all that matters. Um, is that you know, I, I you just sometimes you just don't want to make announcements to the mm-hmm. world. You don't so, have to. Yeah. So I just want to do good. But I, I want to do good and feel good and. I've been trying to do that, so. Cool. Yeah, how are um, you? I'm good. I feel good. Um, Your hair looks great. Thank y'all. Appreciate that, you know. Thank y'all. I'm only one person. Well, everybody wants to have up here. Oh. <laughs> so, thank y'all. You're not going to be able to fit out the camera. With, you know, your appreciate head y'all out for saying that, you know. <laughs> That's, you know, my, my technician is always on point. Okay. Um, how so are you? Mentally, I'm a nine. That's awesome. Feel sharp, feel good. We got vacation on the way. So I am excited about that. Um, just being off from work uh, and being somewhere that I've never been before. That's always fun. Yeah, of um, course. Finances, I would say, is uh, seven plus in the eight range. Because um, let's not talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> work is eight. Um, yeah, work is good. Don't like, still don't like being where I'm at, but it is what it is. And work is eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the people I work with. I would say, I, I, oh, you took the, I was just about to say, at least the people that you work with makes your work day, you know, not as yeah. burdensome. So Especially that's good. one of them. One of them is hilarious. Um, physicality. I am a eight. I got my stuff up, some stuff in the works, got my, myself some things. And I saw. You saw what? Your package. Why the fuck? Why, why are you all up Because I shit? thought it was mine. You got your own package. I didn't look at the names. I just opened it. Why? I, oh, so now we don't open each other's packages? I wonder the last time I opened one of your packages. But, but. Can you, you just say. It's can been you a long time. It's been a long time okay. since I left you. Why you think, it, why you think of that, girl? <laughs> why you think that is? Because you don't want me opening yours? Exactly. I don't want the disrespect. Oh, I never knew it was disrespectful. We've been opening each other's mail since time of memorial. I know, but just because we've been doing something from the start don't mean it's right. Oh, okay. Right? I didn't know that you looked at it as disrespect. Okay. I can't promise I won't open anymore, but we'll talk about... <laughs> Wows and woes. Um... You know, my wild today, uh, my wild this week, I'll say, um, it made me feel good. Okay, let me just say, somebody somebody sent me a message and asked me if I could pray for them. They said they didn't really want to talk about or they weren't ready to talk about what they were going through. Who the fuck so? Yes, I know. <laughs> but it made me feel good in knowing that, you know, it, it's one of them things that in the church community, 
you always kind of like that kind of like a thing where it's like you don't ask everybody to pray for you just like you don't let everybody lay hands on you yeah but the the the, the going the thing is like you ask people to pray for you who you think talk to god or who you think are closer to god than you are yeah so obviously and this it made me feel good that they know that, that my relationship god. with god yeah, <laughs> they trust that you know then what she are. got she she got a um direct connect with they must with be them. a heathen I think that you say, no, I'm only messing with you. My baby is close to God. And it just made me feel good. And I know that, um, you know, my faith in God supersedes all things. And, um, and that, so it was just a wild moment for me. And, and it was almost one of the things that I asked God through this show and through all aspects of my life. That is my goal in life to, um, bring people closer to him to tell people about him through everything that we do and we always say this isn't a religious show and i mean that 100 percent. but still sure. through us people can see like you know the things that we talk to hear about our successes hear yeah, about the our failures we set and, and who just, we give credit to for, for everything exactly. that we yeah so in that sense I mean, yeah we're not gonna we ain't on here and, preaching and, but and bible we, beat you but you know all our success and everything we come through on the other side is because of God. That's just our faith. Exactly. So we and can't just fake it and say it's because of us or it's because of her or because of me. No, we we seen God show up in our lives in different ways. So And sometimes the testimony that you can give to people ain't reading scripture to them, ain't quoting Bible verses, but it's how you live and how you carry yourself. So that was just a wild moment for me and it made me feel good. And, um, you know, my prayer, I will continue to pray that whatever it is that, you know, they see their way through. And, um, yeah, that was that. Ah, wow. That my wild moment is connected to yours just now because I just had like a wild moment. <laughs> but it's crazy how I've learned something the other day that. People can sit around and talk about their purpose and and wonder what they're here for. But if you just look into your history, that's what your purpose is. Like the stuff that you went through and the things that you may complain about and bad happened to you, attach a positive um, emotion to that somehow. And that's what your purpose is, is your story. That's your purpose is to tell people what you went through, tell people your story, how you got here, whether it's by faith or the stuff that you went through, it may change somebody else's life. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's all I wanted to say. That's yeah. my why. And one of the things that, you know, is so cliche. People always say, um, uh, people will always say, um, oh my goodness, like the words just left my mind. Okay. What, what, uh. So everything happens for a reason. Oh. I'm sorry that people always say everything happens for a reason. Well, another way that it was presented to us, which of course it means the same thing, but it's just stuck and it's so much more pertinent to me. It had to happen that way. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that plays through my mind so often and so many situations, it had to happen that way because when you think about things that have happened in your life, had it not you think about the butterfly effect. You like, wouldn't be who you are sitting here right. today on this show in front of this camera talking like you talking if what you hadn't been through happened. It has and it's to a shame that, that sometimes it's it's death, sometimes it's you know Hurt, abuse, sometimes pain. it's pain. It's it's a lot of stuff. And you think, why me? But as you get older and time comes in between that if you can attach a positive emotion to it, like just, just telling yourself, I'm okay, I'm all right, that's a positive emotion, you know, or f forgiving um, a situation or somebody for you, 
then that's a positive emotion. Then you'll be able to tell that story and, and, and feel like I overcame it a mm -hmm. little bit. <laughs> Therapy isn't everybody's um, way of healing. So, you know, I go to therapy, she go to therapy, a lot of people go to therapy, and I can suggest therapy because it's my experience. But I understand that it's not everybody's way of healing. Mm -hmm. Some people heal differently, and I respect that. My wow, and this hasn't hit us directly, like hit home, but these damn monkey pox. That's like, <laughs> just like, wow. I can't believe that, like, this is a thing. Uh, yeah, so I, 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 I'm going to just leave that there. That, that, that's... Monkeypox is real. Yeah. Um, it's a real thing. I don't have any woes. My woes is I had a cool, calm week, cool seven days. I had no stress, no drama. Um, I saw my family oh, um, in them yeah. seven days. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have no drama, no woes, nothing to bitch about. Shout so out to our nephew who is yeah. on his way to college. Is this our I think this is our first nephew. Going to college. Going to college. Yeah, yes. so shout out to my nephew going to college, um doing big things. I see him out there playing ball. Yes. Um yeah. Um uh, we and his have, pop too. Shout out to his pop cuz his pop, you know, is plays a part in getting him there. His, his mom and his, his dad. His mom and his dad. Between us, we have I think we counted before 20 nieces and nephews. Um, you know, rest in peace to one, unfortunately, that we lost in 2020, I think it was, yes, mm -hmm. 2020, um, but yeah, between us, 20, most yeah. of them on your side, <laughs> but, they do a lot of fucking over there, yeah, <laughs> why well, you have more siblings, actually, my sister has more individually than all of yours, you just have more siblings, a lot of fucking over there, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, um, that's how babies is made. Yeah. So everybody know that. Ain't nothing shocking about that. People do a lot of fucking. Um, <laughs> and actually, and obviously, contraceptives are not even a part of the situation. <laughs> um, men versus women. Figure we do a little something different and just see what we agree and disagree on. Men versus women. Um, little battle of the sexes. Wow. Um, because we always talk evergreen material, but, you know, figure we want to have a, a topic this week. I like, um, I like. So, bring it on. Uh, it's a general question, but I'm going to bring it to me. Oh. Well, you can answer it for me and generally if you were single. Okay. But if you're, if, uh, women, ladies, if you answer this question too, if you're a man, if, if, mm, <laughs> ladies, if your man lost his job, how long would you wait until he found another? So, I mean, I, I think this is circumstantial depending on what the status of your relationship is. But if you're like knee deep in a relationship, I'm not going to say five years or 25 years. But, you know, if you're in a relationship. Let's just say you solid for the sake yeah, of the conversation. Yeah, exactly. We ain't talking perfect. about no week one people. Right. That's I'm a perfect description. Because you can have somebody solid at three years right. and somebody at 10 years and it ain't so solid. So that's a perfect way to describe if you have a solid relationship he lost his job you know i i will say this effort goes a long way i remember in 2002 i think this was the only time in our life that i didn't have a job i got fired from a job in, in january of that year and then i was doing like this little um job at a telemarketing place in april but between there i wasn't working and then i didn't work again until august and i remember you telling me like 
make finding a job your job like right now i don't even care if you don't find a job but just make finding a job your job because nobody wants to see somebody that they love or are trying to build with or have an established situation mm -hmm. be lazy now i think you also have to be sensitive about the climate of this world right now it's hard it's a to lot find of a job no it's a lot of jobs out there if, if we're talking about right now it, it, like it's a lot of jobs out there a lot of people don't want to work no no okay but i'm so thinking it's, of it's more jobs of the, the unemployment rate is high because people don't want to work well i'm well of course i'll be talking about this person who was working who lost their job so i'm thinking of someone who had a career yes no granted if you lost a job and it's been some time and you're not finding anything in the career that you like then i'm gonna need you to i don't want to say put your pride aside but put your ego aside because it, it's not less prideful to go to a place like a retail store to work so i don't want to say so put is, your it, pride is it a brief aside. period though i mean i understand as a man you know your bills is, is coming but if you got a partner then it's, it's like, can you get yourself together? Can you, can you, if you had the job for 10, 15 years, can you mourn that and be like, damn, I'm bummed out about it? Or do I have to just get on my horse and keep going? I think a, a grief period can be extended. And you mentioned something too. It's all about your financial status as well. Mm -hmm. You can grieve, but if you know that we are going, to, there's going to be some financial detriment because of the loss of your income, then I'm going to need you to grieve a little less longer because... While, you know, I understand it, you may not be, you know, let's just say you're an IT professional. You may not be able to find a job in that field right away, but I'm okay with you saying, you know what? I'm going to go over here to the Target and stock the shelves at night mm -hmm. for $18 an hour. Guess what? That might be the Cardinal. That might be the electric bill. But for you just to feel like, nah, I ain't doing that because that's not in my field. If our money ain't right, I'm going to need you to do that. So I get so it's but well, sometimes a person can have a career get wrapped up in and bill so much or the pressure of I need a job. Next thing you know, they work in a Target for two years. When it's like that wasn't even supposed to happen. I was supposed to go at Target, not even supposed to go at Target. I wanted to do something in my field. You couldn't wait. I felt pressure. Yeah, the bills is piling up. Not piling up because if we financially okay and you a good partner, then you taking care of that, but now I'm doing something working at Target that I don't like. And it's been, you know, I look up and two years went by. Well, are you still looking for work in that two years, though? Well, I mean, I got my head down. I'm working. Like, well, I'm, I mean, I'm working. Would... I'm at Target. I'm making a check. I'm working. Like, no, I, it's not like I got time to, to go off. I'm, it's not like I'm working part-time. I got a full-time job here. I understand it. But you come home and I'm sure you might be on the phone looking at social media or watching TV or something so you can use that off time to still look for a I, job. I hear you, I hear so you. I'm not saying go, go, you know, be at Target, do what you got to do. But at the same time, I would still encourage you and motivate you and support you to find something, you know, that will truly fulfill you. I would hate for you because then, then the relationship may disintegrate because just because you chasing the check to appease me. But yeah, like I'm I, I would resent you for exactly, making me do I would this. still want to support you. Um, but yeah, so I, I think it's circumstantial, but you know, I, I would, the effort would go a long way. I wouldn't look at it like, all right, you on the clock, you got this number of days. And I feel the same way because I flipped the question to men. If your wife or your lady lost her job, how long would you wait before, you know, you're looking at her funny? And she spoke about her situation. This was in the beginning of our relationship where mm -hmm. she wasn't working. So we're talking, you know, 18 years ago, something like that, 19 years ago. 20, it was 2002. Okay, so 20 mm. years ago. 
And I did start to look at her like, you know, what's going on? Like, that's early in my career where I was busting my ass at work and coming home. And she was just in the apartment chilling. And it was like, damn, like. I was doing laundry you know, and cooking yeah, and all she, that, no, but no, I wasn't I, yeah, working. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. She wasn't like. Laying I like under to go the to covers. Yeah, she wasn't like laying under the covers when I came in, but she would just be in the apartment chilling. And I wanted to see her. I wanted her to be there, but I wanted to be like, okay, babe, I put this application. This is back when you put in applications. I did this application and I was looking at this online. And I remember for a good while, there was none of that. And it was like, because I remember having to talk to you and be like, yo, like, why don't you make looking for a job, your job. And we both were super duper young. So it's not like she has the intellect that she had then. She, I mean, she she didn't have the intellect she has now as she did then or that go get it attitude. So she was just kind of like, and you can know. We be, can we keep it all the way real? What? Can we keep it all the way real about what happened as a result? And I'm not saying... What? Why you got fired? No, 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 no. Um, the result of you looking at me and not in the best light because I wasn't showing you my best self. That's not necessary, not as you think it is. I mean, I didn't think it was necessary, but we was just <laughs> having a conversation was necessary. and being transparent. Okay, we can skip that part. Yeah, I was just saying that you wasn't your best self. We were, we were super duper young, and mm -hmm. you were saying that, I mean, I was telling you, like, make looking yeah. for a job your job. And it was good that us being that young that you were receptive to something like that. I'm going to just point. say this, and this goes for men or women. Did you hear what I said? I did. Oh, okay. You said you beat me being receptive, yes. but And and, and as a follow-up to that, as a man or a woman, that's why I said the effort goes a long way, and I understood once we had that conversation because I don't care how much you like a person, love a person, when you see, when they are appear to you in a way that you don't like as being lazy. Right. Even if mentally they're not, because in my mind, I it's so funny just thinking about how things have changed. I remember looking in the newspaper and like circling stuff and I was calling places and in my mind I'm thinking like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. And then he kind of like put the fire under me like, okay, well maybe you need to like go out. And then I remember Oh my goodness. I remember having resumes in hand and yeah, getting dressed, copies. going downtown, stopping by, because I had worked at a bank previously, stopping by banks. Can it, you know, are y'all accepting applications? Can I leave my resume or can I apply, can I fill out an application now? Oh my God, times and have changed. That's what I wanted. It's like I knew that if that was a Tuesday, I knew she wouldn't have a job on Wednesday, but I knew. I felt better if she was looking for a job on Wednesday. But guess what? I ended up getting a job and doing that. And, like, it, a lot of things happened where I got a job, but it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And then I got with a temp agency. Like, it all kind of, like, lined up. And, you know, but that that's the thing, too, I think, in that situation being receptive to your partner and it's all about the delivery of the information because initially I don't think you knew how to explain it to me or how to No, I can say I didn't have the the language that I have now to to say something like that to somebody, but I don't think I was like, yo, what the fuck? No, you just <laughs> like, kinda I didn't think I was say somewhere anything. in between exactly. that. Yeah. yeah, that was the thing where <laughs> you were it was brewing in the inside of you and without you having the language, uh, you know, it was just creating discourse between us. 
Whereas, you know, in couples, like anything could be, it, it's, it's kind of the same. And I know I don't want to go like too far off topic, but it's kind of like, okay, if you see your partner gaining a lot of weight and you may still love them, but they're becoming unattractive in a way, not simply because they're gaining weight, but because of the appearance of being lazy and not caring and not even trying to do anything about right. it. So it's one of them things like people think, oh, you're just supposed to love me regardless. But if you start to present yourself in a manner that didn't, your partner wasn't attracted to that to begin with, then it's like, okay, how do you expect them not to lose attraction when things change? True so. or false, men want women to need them. Yeah. I, I don't think they just want women to need. I think men need women to need them, or at least they need to feel needed. I was ready to say you, you got to re reword that. We need to feel that you need us. Yeah. Like there's a certain um, independence we like in a woman, but not to the point where it's um, you don't need me. For I don't nothing. need you. Like you got to understand, men grew up. If you was in a family. You know, you were told in a lot of broken homes, you're the man of the house. So, or if you had a sister, your sister need protection. Or, you know, just the simple shit, come grab this off the shelf or open this jar. So, you growing up, you thinking that that women need you in a sense. So, when you grow up and, and be a man and get your own woman and she's doesn't need you for this and doesn't need you for this and doesn't need you for that and I'm Miss Independent, it's like, whoa, like... I don't even have that sense of I'm, I should be around here. Like right. you don't need. Like you start to feel like obviously. I mean, in the end, it'll be like I'm just a piece of meat. Like you just want me for sex when you want to, but you don't need me for protection. You don't need me for for to to provide. You don't need me for companionship because all that shit you preach of independence. You don't need a man. I'm by myself and I can do everything from the hip. Okay, but that gives off a, a certain sign to men that we're not needed so what so okay let me ask this if it's a certain dynamic where a woman let's say she makes more than the man in a mm -hmm. relationship like you know they make good money but she makes more um so like financially maybe she doesn't let's say she is um i want to say uh, a fitness trainer or something mm -hmm. or a boxer. So physically, she really don't need protection. But but really, she needs your moral support. She needs your emotional support. Your financial, I mean, not financial, your um spiritual support. She needs that companionship. Is that enough to fulfill a man? Or does he does he have to feel like he's the breadwinner? Does he no, you have don't have to feel like you're the breadwinner, but you have to... Uh, even if you made more money than me, I still would want you to allow me to provide for you. Like I, you can I'm still, pay these bills, I'm you. still paying bills. I'm still paying for dinner. You like you're not gonna pay for food. Like just certain. Th I'm not gonna be like yo. I need gas money just because. Like I, that's never gonna happen with me because men. For me, I need to feel like I can provide for you. I can protect you, and then I can support you. But if I can't do the first two, then I don't think just me supporting you, me just being there to be a shoulder to cry on or somebody just to talk to, like, that's probably not enough for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm as a man and you my woman, I I need to feel like Those I, things I can protect make you. you. Feel fulfilled it makes you feel validated role. and it makes you feel useful. Okay. In a sense, like, 
you know, I mean, obviously you should feel that on your own, but if you're going to entangle yourself with a woman, then you want her to make you feel like she needs you. You want to be like, baby, come downstairs and open this jar. Like, you know, you want to be like, okay, I feel safe with you. Like that kind of thing. Or when you grab my arm when we walking or something like that shit makes you feel like, okay, like I got her. Like she, she, she is, is that's a sign to me that she wants to feel safe. And it's like, all right, I take on the challenge. I got it. You know, it's so weird that because I in, in my mind, I was listening to you and I'm thinking it's such a fine line that women, we have to walk because tying that question into also the first question, let's say it's a scenario where the woman, she has a job, a consistent job, but she makes, you know, not great money. You know, she, she has a job, let's just say. And, um, and, and again, so a man, you want a woman to be successful and to have her own, but to an extent where you're still needed. But where is it? Is it a thing it's where not she even to an not... extent. She, you can make 300000 a year. I can make 150. Oh no, but no, but just but make me feel. I know that. No, I know. no. What I'm saying is, okay, if you make 150000 a year and she makes 40000 a year, would you feel like... Or she like is is would you feel like that she's beneath you? No. Okay. No, not at all. Not at all. It depends on how she moves with okay. that forty thousand. Then we good. We good. Because if it was the other way around, I would want the same. But it's a shame because women, and let's nah, be honest, won't. we're very yeah. shallow. We wouldn't accept that for a man because we we would feel like he can't. Well, I, the lifestyle that I'm accustomed to or that I can provide for myself. He, I need you to be able to provide the same for me or better. Yeah, and, it's, and if not, and that's going into a relationship. Like if we're already for, in it and something happens, that's different. But before I forget this, um, looking at April on social media, she said that same point. Um, if you can't do, hold on, she said if you can't top what I'm doing for myself, don't bother me. And that's just like. Damn. Yeah, I, she ain't the first one to say it. But, but yeah, I'm just saying, if yeah. any woman, but right. that's what's, where I, I read that at. But if any, if Michelle said that, if fucking right. Tanya said that, if any any woman just said, if you can't top what I'm doing for myself, like if that's your mindset, don't bother me. Like it makes a man be like, damn. Yeah. Like I, damn. Like even. Like, damn, like, okay. Like, it's just intimidating in the sense of I know where your head is and you looking at. The, what I can do for you or what yeah, I, can, I was and I get adding value to the relationship I'm with that but maybe I'm not there yet maybe I'm focused on something and I also heard women say a woman say I don't give a fuck about your dreams like I don't give a shit about your dreams what are you doing to materialize your dreams and it's like damn, but that ties into effort that's but that's like damn putting putting people on the spot too because what if the shoe was on the, on the other foot and you just was trying to materialize something in your head and it was in the baby and it was in its infancy stage and you 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 didn't really know how to get it off the ground and it's like damn you don't give a fuck until it's happening well I mean I think that's what, okay like let, where let you at on back. the ground floor where it's like where the, all the leg work needs to be done but you don't give a fuck until it's happening I think that's really harsh for somebody to say they own give a f about it what i what i take from that is i I, this is just me i can't speak for everybody or how that was intended Mm -hmm. i don't give it just like that but but i don't give a f to the point where 
you just going to be able to consistently have these dreams. Like it just makes me think about, okay, somebody who wants to be, I'm just throwing this out there, who wants to be a real estate developer and you taking these courses and you reading this and you doing it. And it's like, okay, at what point are you going to pull the trigger? So it's almost like, yeah, I care, but to a certain extent that you are actually going to bring this to fruition to either to either be successful or fail. If you fail, fine. At least you try and I then know, we can start over. I don't over. think that's something you can rush because you might need resources. You might need connections. You might need networking. But what so I'm saying is start I'm that saying, process, even if it's one step at a time. Right. At some point. Right. right. At some but I, point. But it's... it's Hard for me to start when you tell me you don't give a shit until it's yeah. Happening. The delivery of that is, is and that's really those harsh. are the ex that's verbatim. I don't give a fuck about your dreams until they're happening. And it's like, damn, like where the support at on the ground floor when I'm just laying in bed and I got an idea. You really don't care well, until I, I come back and say, yo, I started this business. Yeah, that, like what I the mean, fuck? It it, just, it depends on the kind of woman that you capture. Now, and, and then going back to the first statement that you said, it's one of them things where I feel like people are, I'm not going to say people, women have become so materialistic. It almost makes me feel like I want to jump to the side of the fellas and be like, ho, 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 what are you offering him? I hear so many women talk about, you know, getting gifts and being provided for and this, that, and other, which is all good. We all want it. We all want it. But it makes me ask the question like, okay, what are you doing for him? Mm -hmm. Other than Coochie, because I'm going to just be completely straightforward. I don't feel like Coochie is a fair exchange for men providing for you. And I'm a man, and I'm going to tell you, sex isn't enough. Well, it's well, just, not well, enough. Let, let me say this. I, as a woman, don't feel like coochie is a fair exchange because just like I'm giving you coochie, you're giving me penis. Sometimes I want sex more than you want it. So it's not like, oh, because I'm giving you this. Like, he he, he can get coochie from anywhere, to be honest. So what else are you bringing to the table? The fact that you're giving him coochie and that's it? And women feel like, okay, well, you should be doing this and you should be doing this. And like these memes that go around, like if you sleeping with a man, he should be providing for you. I do agree that if you are in a relationship <laughs> with a partner and he's not helping you succeed in life, then why are you in that yeah, relationship? But I don't ass. feel like coochie is the only thing that substantiates him providing for you no. and and so back to that same if you can't top what i'm doing if that was just meant in the financial or material sense that's so shallow to me top what i'm doing in terms of motivating me but don't don't break it down just take it for what it's worth like because that's how it was written well that's what if i'm you saying can't I don't... top for, if you can't top what i'm doing for myself don't bother well, so let's not break it down and say did it mean this or did it mean that just no take i'm it taking for what what it's worth. It sounds very shallow and materialistic where I agree with that mindset of if you can't top what I'm doing, but not in that way, because there are some things that men may be able to top what you're doing. He may have connections or things that he can help grow your business where, okay, maybe, you know, you're buying yourself $10,000 bags and he might be like, I can't really you know, hold up that lifestyle or I can't carry on that lifestyle in the way that you, maybe you buy yourself three Birkins a year and you want him to top that and buy you five, but he might be like, no, that I can't do that. But maybe I can give you these connects to help your business grow and things like that. Mm -hmm. So this shallowness in this world is like, ugh, it's ugly ladies. I don't like it. Let's bring it back. 
Let's bring it back. We'll bring it back. Um, how much does height matter in terms of attraction? I mean, it, so he's going to laugh because he swears I dated a little person. A midget. A little person is the politically correct term. But back then it was a midget. So you dated a midget. I went on. You didn't date a little person. I went on one date. With a midget. With a little person. First of all, when I met the gentleman, I didn't realize that he was until... Because he had a pillow on his seat. No, I met him inside of a place, but he was sitting down and I just didn't realize it. And then when I did realize it, it was like, okay, well, he was nice. We had a nice conversation. And then when he came to pick me up, that's when I realized, you know, his car was fitted and stuff for a little person. A midget. And, and, it, and it didn't go past that because guess what? Size or not, he still was like the typical hood dude who just was obvious and wanting one thing. And it was like, I, th I'm not that girl. You're not doing that. No, I'm not that girl. I don't care if you were seven feet tall. Like, no. So, what's so height, the I think, is one of those things when we talked about what's like your shallow thing. Can it be five foot? If, if, if he five had, foot six. If he had personality and I liked him and... Could it be four ten? I, height to me, I don't think is a huge factor. Is that my So, you taste? would date Gary Coleman? <laughs> is that my taste is that my desire is that what i'm attracted taste or to desire no but that's i think that's you're something. dated to a you're attracted to a good man good conversation who makes you laugh what if the midget did that i can't say that i wouldn't be with them okay and what if it was a guy seven six uh, uh, same, same thing. That would be hilarious. But I mean, you figure you it, mess with a guy taller than Shaq. Shaq seven two. This guy seven six. Anybody he, he, he dates, Yao Ming. Anybody he dates, he's gonna be taller than Yao Ming. You mess with Yao Ming. I mean, I don't know, like if we ever he get... like six feet taller than you. <laughs> what the fuck? Are you like twelve feet nine? What <laughs> you gonna do, Yao Ming? It's just one of those shallow things that I feel like, you know, for eh. a man. Um, I, when I'm not going to lie, when I was young, I always wanted to mess with a little person. Um, when you were young? Yeah, not so much now, but you know. When that stopped? When I got, with you, 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't want no, I don't want no midget no more. But you think they cute? Yeah, they do. They got okay. big butts. Um, <laughs> um, but I would date a tall woman. Like, I think that's, that's cool. I mean, she couldn't be, but you know what? The tall is, um, it comes with something. It comes with big feet. So mm. that would be, I'm a hands and feet guy with women. Like, but what I if like, she had nice feet? I know, but they like a 16. It's yeah. like, damn. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you got where the bay goes. Okay, you're 6'4". Where the four. fuck you get your shoes from? You're 6'4". What if she was 6'9"? That's cool, because that's like dating a WNBS, like dating Lisa Leslie. What if she's 7'4"? That's a little weird because it's like, <laughs> you know, you big as shit. What if like, she could hug you and rest her head right on nah, yours? Nah, we're not doing that. Okay, wait, but you went from little person to a really tall person. What if it was just a girl that was like 4'11"? Yeah, I'm you, good. You know a dwarf officially starts at 4'10 and below. 4'11 is fine for me. 6'7 is fine for me. I, I like all women. I don't have no discrimination against women. Um culturally racially i'm really not into asian women but you know 
Mm. That's just that. But yeah. I like all women. Yeah, I think, and again, I think that's one I like of those. This woman the most though. I think that's one of those shallow things that people talk. Oh, he gotta be six foot and dark skin and have a beard. Yeah, that might be your stereotypical mate, but your soulmate might be out there that's five four. Uh, he might be uh yellow and with a bald baby face. Like read two statements. Stephen Curry. Um, let's talk about him. Men are more logical, analytical, rational. Women are more intuitive, holistic, creative, and integrative. Um, true statements. I think that's true because it's not saying men are this and women are this. It's saying more, which I think definitely intuitive. Read it again. Men are more logical, analytical, and rational. Women are more intuitive, holistic, creative, and integrative. Integrative, I'm sorry. I, I don't know if I would agree that. I do agree that men are more rational mm -hmm. because women are more emotional, yep. which when you are emotional, you know, the rationality kind of leaves the Out equation. The window, you start thinking with your heart and your tears. I definitely think women are more analytical. I don't think y'all are more an analytical. I think men think through shit. No, I think men I look think at things as black and white. But that's how we think. That's how we most of the time. That's how we think through shit. But I'll get to my other point in in, in a little bit, um, in, in the next part. But because I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to that. But I do think men are more um, analytical. But I think women are more um, intuitive. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You guys are more, you know and that kind of plays into analytics a little bit because you're 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 you're, you're thinking about damn, is this feeling I got real? And my emotions, there's something that's telling me I got a red flag, but I don't know. Or, you know what I mean? Like, y'all got all that shit where you're right. We just... But I think that intuition overrides any analytical um, perspective that you want to look at a situation. Because sometimes when you just act off your intuition, that gut feeling takes away the need to analyze anything because your gut is telling you. So, I mean... If you I, listen to it, most of the time yeah. you're right, but... I you do know, think men... Just because y'all possess that don't mean y'all always listen to it. Absolutely, absolutely. I do think men are more logical and rational, again. But, you know, women... Because, again, logic and rationale just comes with being more straightforward. When women want to break things down and, you know... And the holistic part, <coughs> um, just trying to like really apply that. I, I think, I mean, possibly so. Do you know, think when you don't stop thinking of holistic as medicine, right? No, I was thinking of that's why I was trying to yeah. think of it outside of a of a medis of the medicinal realm and thinking what other um areas of life would you apply a holistic approach to? I a think situation. women are more creative. Yeah. I mean, generally, yes, I think so. Because men, I think even men who have the potential to be, they it's not um, that piece of them isn't really uh, evolved a lot in a lot of cases. So women tend to tip the scale with creativity. Um, integrative. Women are definitely more integrative. Yeah. Like y'all like to... Bring together, salute, mm -hmm. salute more. Yeah, especially with... I think, um, again, I think that, that ties back into the myth, myth being black and white, where women can kind of create a gray area or create that, 
mesh mm-hmm. um, in certain areas. Um, men tend to be more functional in approaching problem solving. Women are more aesthetically oriented in addition to being functional. As to how things look and and I mean, yeah, I I can I can agree, I agree with, that. with that. I definitely can agree with that because women. Yeah, men Some just... people might want to hear that again. Men tend to be more functional in approaching problem solving. Women are more aesthetically oriented in addition to being functional. I can agree with that. You know, a lot of women care about the facade and how things look. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, men are more at ease with their angry feelings than women are. So, me and you both had angry feelings before, but just being transparent... Not how you project to me when you're angry or how, or you know what, I'm going to give you credit on how you used to project to me when you were angry and how I used to project to you when I'm angry. But how does those, when you're angry, how does those feelings sit with you? Like, are you okay that you're angry at the thing you're angry at? Or do you wish that, I don't, I don't like this feeling of being angry. Like, I wish I didn't feel like this. Like, how does your angry feeling sit with you? Or do you think like they warrant it? I should be fucking angry right now. Um, I mean that's very broad. I think it depends on the situation where I, I and and that and the, that statement I don't think is I don't think is correct. Oh, I I wouldn't agree with that statement because we know stereotypically men are more raw with their anger. Where men, I think women. But we're not talking about how it's projected. We're just talking about how how we sit with it. But not, I don't, that's not, what I'm not how it comes out, but how we just sit. Are we more at ease with our anger feelings? Like, I'm okay that I'm angry at this thing right now. Like, I think this anger is warranted. Where, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Like, how well, does your I anger guess in sit sense, yeah. Not how you're being demonstrative or how it comes out. Maybe because men are... are um stereotypically known to be the more angrier gender Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's like yeah i'm a man i'm angry like i'm supposed to be that way there's nothing wrong with it so maybe there's some truth to that me explaining it like that did you ever feel like damn my anger is making me like more angry like i don't want to be angry um this is not my chi like i'm regardless if it's warranted it's just like i don't like this feeling I, i i guess that depends on where I am in life too. Like at this point, I want to be angry about anything. You know, five years ago, it was, you know, like, all right, so what? I'm angry. It is what it is. And I'll stop being angry when I stop being angry. So I I guess that depends on where you are in life and, and how you're feeling. Like you said, like, I don't want to disturb my chi. I don't want anything to make me angry. If anything makes me angry a little bit, I'm going to address it to move on and get out of it. Where, you know, some people might be okay with sitting in it. Okay. Okay. Um, men are at, men are actually more vulnerable and dependent on relationships than women are. And are more devastated by the ending since they have fewer friends and support. And it's studies done that shows men have lesser friends than women. That so I can agree that, with. That's where that comes from. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I would say that men are more vulnerable because in a in a lot of situations, it's the vulnerable and dependent on relationships. Yeah, not just in general, just about relationships. I understand, okay. but I wouldn't agree with that. I'm <coughs> talking about romantic relationships because I think it's more so the women who find themselves. Um, more devastated at the end of a relationship because women really 
I do. I men think, kill women over fucking relationships. Women don't I kill men kill, over relationships. But I think men kill women over pride. I don't think it's necessarily the relationship. How can you say that, though? How do you know what killer out there who killed the woman, it's all pride? How you I know don't. I, I'm talking love? about... I'm not saying all. Of course, I can't speak to all, but I think it's like, bitch, how you, why, why, how could you okay. do this to me? Okay. You know what I mean? More so of that. I think women are the more emotional creatures. So, of course, at the end of a relationship, you're going to be affected. Now, maybe my that's my perspective because men don't show it and men are more tend to suppress their feelings. But just on the surface, I would think that women are the ones that are more devastated by the end of a relationship. I would think men are because of that, that, that fact that women, men abuse women when they don't get what they want. Well, you know, I'm just going to say that men abuse women in relationships when they can't get what they want or their woman is leaving them. That's why you see the murders and the, and the domestic violence and stuff. And most of, I'm not saying men don't get abused and violence put on them, but most of the time it's men against women. And I mean, but you talk about just the situations where a man kills a woman. I'm talking about not anything that goes to that extent. He ain't got to kill her. He can beat her up. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I mean, He I can think... verbally abuse her. It, it's just a, abuse, period, when that that kind of stuff arises and you, you don't handle it well. And I think when women got their mind made up, they can leave a relationship and not hurt you. I don't think men have the tendency of leaving a relationship, but they want to hurt you in the process. And that's coming from a man. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think women are, are more devastated. Okay. I, I, now, now, I will say, if a man has allowed himself to become vulnerable, then it hurts that much more to him because it's like, oh, my God, I, I, I allowed you to see that side of me that a lot of people probably don't right. get a chance to. But I, I just think women, and and maybe that's well, just because I'm a woman. Do to like you put your finger in my butt, and I don't want nobody <laughs> to know that you can't break well, up. I think you will go tell people. Oh, women want empathy, yet men usually offer offer solutions. Um, and I think that's a true statement. Where a man, like you said, we're black and white. Bam, bam. This is how we fix this. Bam, bam. Tough love. Where. You, a woman would want you to feel the situation and the mm -hmm. intensity and the gravity of it first before we solve it. Yeah, like and and sometimes we may not even want you to solve it. We just may be want we just want empathy. We may know how to fix it. Mm -hmm. We may know what the solution is, but we just may need you to empathize with us to soothe our feelings to soothe our emotions we're not we're not always looking for a problem solver and it, it kind of ties into you like you said a man a man wants to be a protector and a provider so if a woman is coming to you with a situation where you know she may have been hurt or you know feelings hurt or it's just not a good situation you're looking of how to protect her feelings and in that moment maybe she just wants you to sit in her feelings with mm -hmm. her and, and that that's the part where some men may not know how to... That's the empathy part, where it's yeah. just like, yo, I'm just telling be here you how to me. fix this, and you still upset about it. Yeah, it's like, just be here with me. Just empathize with me. Just a lot, like, not so well, much why be do sad with that, me. Like, if, 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 let's just say you, you, you have a problem. Whatever the problem is, big or small, it's a problem. <laughs> Enough to make you emotionally about it, and you're upset. Tell your husband, your boyfriend, I have a problem. And they say, you know what, babe? I heard you. I'm going to do this. And they fix it. Boom. No more problem. Why do you still have to feel 
the emotions that came I know, you're up. like you always say feel your feels okay I mean okay. so it's one of them things where yeah maybe I do want to get to the solution but don't try to skip past my feelings first gotcha. like let's okay. let's allow me to feel my feels and maybe I'm but in a sense where I'm telling you that it's not like it's fixed when I'm saying feel what you feel so it's kind of different like if you if, if it's a solution to a problem you're having then it's like but my feel if my feelings are already there let me get work through this part first and then get to the solution or maybe we can do it simultaneously but if i'm coming to you because right now i'm in this sensitive spot and i just want you to be here with me maybe not saying anything maybe i don't need you to cry maybe i just need you to rub my back and then we could work on the solution but don't just i think it kind of comes across as being dismissive of my feelings or almost like all right i gotta go through this part by myself and then i can come to him for a solution so did you ever think from the man perspective it's like damn i see my baby in um an emotional state i gotta do something to fix it and then i do fix it and she, she ain't feeling it she still want to cry and go well because you skip that part it's like damn i thought all I had to do was fix it for her. And she, like, I see her about to get angry. I fixed it so she don't have to get angry. But yet she's still going to get angry because that's just her feelings. You know what might fix that? What what may fix the end result from you doing something that may not necessarily fix it the way she wanted to? Right. It's just communicating and asking, what do you need from me? Gotcha. How can I help we you in this that. moment? <laughs> exactly. Instead of just assuming, oh, let me fix this for her. Because she may already know how to fix it. These are um, some men questions that men are probably scared to ask women, so they're probably stupid. Um, but, I, you know, I would never expose you in a way. Mm -hmm. But um, are periods really that bad? You know what? So <laughs> it, this is a thing that... Um, what is that bad? So there's different components to periods. Like when you hear... When okay, you talk let me about, just say the, the general consensus from a man's standpoint. Your periods are make you moody. They make you cramp up. They hurt. Um, you, you you know that kind of thing. That that general consensus is that a man has. Like you're different. Like are they really that bad? So there's different components to periods. Mm -hmm. And I will say this: when I was younger, my sisters used to um like. I hope this ain't like TMI, but they used to always stay home like one day, like the first day of their period, and I'm understood it because me as a woman well, y'all might that's hate the worst me day? like y'all might hate me i never had cramps until i was in my 20s and we were doing fertility treatments so i never under when people would talk about cramps and like my sisters had it really bad like they would be balled up in the bed I, that was foreign to me like what the hell is happening to their bodies because i never experienced it when I did, it was like, oh my God, like, I, I can't, uh, what? I can't imagine as like. You used to tell me that it felt like fingers and you're doing this. That wasn't cramps. Like that was like. No, but I'm saying when I used to ask you like. Because that's normally what I would feel. It didn't yeah, it hurt. Be like, it would be like fluttering. a weird, uncomfortable feeling. But the few times that we take, like, wait, but I've taken fertility medication it kind of feels like, imagine having like a weighted belt around your waist and then like, and it being tied to your organs. Mm -hmm. And then every now and then like, it just being pulled down. Like your butt, your back, everything hurts. And it's like, 
for me, it would be to the point where it's like, almost like you get brain freeze, mm-hmm. where like, I got to stop for a moment. And that was my experience. Now, I know for some women, it's persistent. What, and what, I so can't what, imagine. What's the comparable pain? A brain freeze. Brain freeze? But so in, it locks you up like that? It makes you like, for like 60 seconds? But not then, in your head. I'm just, I know, and not yeah. in your head, but in your stomach. Yes, or like that pain region. where like you can't touch it, you can't adjust yourself. There's nothing you can do about it. A Motrin, like a house, but yeah, a Motrin or something like that, you know, could help you. Um, and I know some women take very strong medication, but it's it's like having that kind of pain. So that that's from the pain perspective. That's bad if you experience that. The emotional, like the um, moodiness of it. It's it's to the point now at 41, I can recognize it and regulate it in our relationship. I recognize it at work too, because it'd be some days where I'm just like, I don't feel like none of these people, F everybody, don't ask me no questions. I see a IM pop up, what you want? And then I think like, and, and for me, it usually happens a few days before my cycle starts, but it can be bad. And then, and the funny thing is, it's some good parts to it too. Oh my God, I want to smoke your boots so bad right before what, my cycle starts. What about the? Um, so it's like all the harm. Your hormones are literally raging, like crazy. making you angry for no reason, making you cry, making you horny. It really is like something going on. Yes, okay. and, and and it's un it's uncontrollable when it happens but soon when you realize it if you are aware you can be like oh i know what this is let me not like let let me smile and be nice to him or let me just chill and lay up on him because he ain't do nothing to me i don't want to have an attitude with him so it's uh, it comes on uncontrollably but you can control it once you're aware what about the hygiene part of it is that hard no, I mean, no, it's, you got to think, like. Is it something you actually have to care about, or does it become, like, muscle memory, like, second nature? Almost it, like you get up and get dressed every day, so you know exactly what to do when that time comes, or is it something you have to be conscious of when that No, comes? you know what to do, but it's one of them things where, and ladies, correct me if, you know, if y'all feel anything different. It's It's one of them things where no matter how long you've been doing it, I don't know of anyone um, who, how can I say, is like, like accidents happen sometimes, right, and you'd right. be thinking, damn, I've been doing, for me, I've been doing this since I was 11, what the hell, but it's, so it's one of them things, like, you know, you do have to care, because you can get sick, you know, there's a thing called toxic shock syndrome, right, right, so, I mean, like, you can get sick, um, you can stink, of course, it's one of them things that you have to be taught, um, you know, as a the young right as way. a young girl, right, how to care for yourself and, and what to do and how to pro- be prepared. Um, and then, you know, it becomes second nature. Okay, so two two questions inside that have the emotional part and the hygiene part. If if have um what has he, have you ever not you, but you well, have you ever been in a situation where you didn't have any um anything to change with and you were at a not your own bathroom mm-hmm. and you went to the bathroom to pee and seen that there's blood there and you have to pull it back up because you don't have nothing. 
You, I mean, if you're in the bathroom, you better get some toilet tissue and put it there and make a makeshift. Okay. Like ladies, I mean, correct me. Like, yeah, that that's what you, okay. yeah, that that's what you do. You get some toilet tissue, you ball it up. Because I would you think make, that's emotionally like fucked up to be like, damn, I gotta do this to get back home. I mean, granted, it, 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 so it's one of them things. And again, I know everybody's cycle is different. This is, I, I'm happy that you're receptive to this because to some men, they would be kind of skeeved out by this. Everybody's cycle is different. You know, you have some women when people say for a week, they their period is on for five to seven days. God bless you. I'm sorry for you. Um, some women like myself, three, four days and I'm good. Um, so that when you say it comes on unexpectedly, most women, you know, you know, it ain't like whoosh, rushing on without any indication. So, I mean, yeah, it may be a situation where it's like you wipe yourself and it's like, oh man, here she come. But yeah, like it, it, you, you shouldn't be in a situation where you you, you're going to make anything. a mess. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Um, another question, and this is the last thing about that. If you see a woman that may have a stain on her jeans or dress or whatever, how do you approach that? It's one of them things that's a, it's delicate, but as a woman, you know, you kind of walk up, sis, you got um, a little bit of blood on the back of your um, pants or on the back of your, you know, and something like that. you can say that. that, like you don't say like... Yo, like go just to go check your pants. Like you allowed to say, like yo, you got some blood there. That's yeah, be, not too direct. No, because Instead you're clearly of, letting them know you're okay, you're okay. you bled on. Yeah, All like right. you got some blood on the back. Because if you pants. just say, yo, you should just go to the bathroom and check your pants. That's not good enough. No, you no. I mean, if you tell me you got some blood on the back of your pants, but I, and I don't know if I'm, this is weird too because. And that's what I mean. If a man sees that, yeah, how, I how I was just work? thinking that I don't know if a man. I mean, if I saw, I think like if that, a man saw a woman, you may want to say like, you know, excuse me, um, I think you um an ex an accident happened, but I don't know. It's kind of weird because ladies, do you? I don't know if a man should say something, or maybe you should ask another woman to some say something. I'm by myself, ask some fucking stranger. I don't know. It's weird. Like, but, hey, lady, come here. Listen, now I'm got some third party in your business. Well, I, but but see, from lady to lady, it's not like a taboo thing. That's kind of like okay. that unspoken. You know, code sister that code that we have, because all of us, I mean, unless you have some medical issue, all of us have bled before. Okay. So, I mean, it's one of them things that we all have that in common. So, it's like, excuse me, sis, you got a little bit of blood on the back of your pants. Okay. Because then she knows how she can pivot. Like, okay, oh, can I pull my shirt down? Um, You know, if I got a hoodie on, like, can I take my jacket off and wrap it around my waist? If my pocketbook alone, can I turn my pocketbook around to cover it until I make my way to it? So that way, at least she knows how to pivot. And you telling somebody that, it's automatically like, oh, crap. Like, I know what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, can women control their P-string? To a certain extent. Like, like men can make it go any way they want to. No, can y'all do can't. that? <laughs> <laughs> is this the stuff that men think about, about Sometimes, us? Yeah. No, we can't like redirect it. Like, I mean, you can control. Like it, it can only go like up and down, not side to side. Yeah, we can't like okay. make it do swirly lines or nothing like that. Okay. Like, I could like control it. Like, if you go in, can you like stop it a little bit and then go? Some, no. Like, can you like control it? No, we can't do zigzags. Okay. Sir. When um, 
Every time I pee at the end, I get a little shiver. Do y'all get a shiver? No, I've never had a shiver. Never got a pee shiver? Like towards the end when it's wrapping up, you get a little... Y'all don't do that? Mm -mm, never had a shiver. Wow. I, I, yeah, I now you're going to make me think when I'm going to the bathroom, <laughs> do I get a shiver? But I don't recall having a shiver. Okay. Um, that was quick. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, women with pierced nipples, Ooh. if they get pregnant, have a baby and start lactating, does milk come out the holes? I, I don't think so because I think... I don't think the milk comes out the side. I think it comes out the front, but that's a great question. I don't know. I mean, know. there's got to be seepage there. You went right through the nipple. It probably so, and it stays open. We know, <laughs> you know. It, so I'm gonna tell. It's okay. No, no, no. Okay, it stays open. <laughs> I think you already did tell it on one episode before. Okay, um, but yeah. So I don't know. That's a great question. Now I'm gonna. I I think I have a cousin who had pierced nipples, and I know she breastfed. So I'm gonna ask her like, did it like? Did she have like a fire plug titty? Like you know how when you put the thing on the fire plug, or in the you would think a person would 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 like rides through there if they're lactating, like it would come out a lot. Yeah, because it's not like if it was your regular nipple, it would just seep out the front. It's but, not like there's a hole there, but the fact that you put a rod through it now there's a a nice size hole there. But on a regular nipple, does okay, you there's know, no hole. It would just seep out the front. Like little, so it little, doesn't come out like a string? No, it comes uh, out of like three little tiny, little tiny holes. It so now the baby out. will be like, oh, got a whole lot in <laughs> yeah, his mouth because yeah, you yeah. had your nipple pierced. Exactly. Nasty. <laughs> this is me calling people nasty. Um, how did you go from looking like a child to getting sexual advances in a short period of time in a woman's, in a woman's puberty? Did you, Did you expect it or was it like holy shit, like, I'm big now. Like, it's people hitting on me that didn't happen before. So, like, you're a kid, nobody bothers you. Now, Well, no, sudden, but that's not the truth. I mean, when you say a kid, like... Uh, you, I mean a kid, babe. I'm not talking about the way of the world and how no, motherfuckers are. No, 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 I'm not talking... I'm saying, like, okay, if you're in... I'm just going to say elementary school. Like, I had my first little, like, boyfriend no, well, in, like, fourth, fifth grade. Oh, okay, not, so what I'm saying is, as it graduates, like... Boy yeah, start in, 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 in kindergarten, he wasn't trying to smash. But little boys say nasty stuff. Like, I know they did he say really nasty want stuff. to? No, but you he didn't want to get yourself. in the bed and smash. He was 10 years old. I mean, five years old in kindergarten. I'm not talking about kindergarten. What I'm saying, when you're in fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh okay. grade, okay, that's between the ages of like nine to 12. You're a kid. Okay. So boys are hitting on you. They're liking you. So as you get older, it doesn't become anything like, like oh so my God. So you can't relate to that? I, I can't really relate to that because it was like something that, it just kind of like, so I don't recall being. I think that's kind of sad. Yeah, I, I don't recall. I really do. Like, I, I think it was one of them things where, you we, know. We grew up in a fucked up area. I think well, that's not, not because I was like 10 and grown men were hitting on me. No, I don't it, mean, I just mean like that you were used to it. Like, I, just me reading that, like, how did you go from looking like a child to getting sexual advances? Like, you would think about that gestation uh, stage of a woman from, let's just say, 11 to 15, where you start to. To really feel your body and know that okay, sex is 
in the it like it's it's close. Mm-hmm. I don't think you know that when you're six years old, when you're eight years old. No, but, but when you get you know some chest, some you feeling yourself, and you know I'm 16 now, I'm 15 now. It's like you start to think of those things, and the guys that's hitting on you now, they thinking about that. Yeah, but I think it's like one of them things that it just it it it's a part of growing. If up. that so makes sense, when you're six years old, sex is so far away, but when you're 15. I mean, I'm not thinking about six, but I'm thinking about the time between, you know, when you're 10 to 16. When you're 10, little boys are liking you. They trying to grab your butt. They doing little fresh stuff. So then, but y'all are, so it's like y'all are the same age. Y'all growing together. So those conversations are going to change. Those advances are going to change as you get older. So it's not like you never had any kind of like. So what about the time the sexual advances became real? Like you knew the guy that is talking to me or advancing me, this could be potential sex. Okay, but again, babe, you ain't saying like you got to be grown to do that. That happens at 14, 15 years old. For you, did it happen that way? It's what I'm, at 10 years old when you, the boys was hitting on you when you were in the fifth grade, did you think like this so could I lead to sex? I said at 14, 15 right, That's the right. age I gave from like 11 to 14 or something right. like that. So at 11, you... Thought like if this boy hits on me, this could lead to sex. No, I mean I, I, I could see at fourteen or fifteen. <laughs> just saying eleven, you put that. Well, no, that's what I'm. And saying. And I'm not judging. I was fucking at ten. No, but what I'm saying, it will. I, I can remember like I was never thinking of give of having sex with anybody at ten, eleven years old at 12 years old you start like you know the heavy petting stuff right and you don't necessarily marks you you don't necessarily think that you're going to be laying in anybody's bed or bent over somewhere having sex but it's not a shock when it does advance to that because that has been the gradual progression okay so it it, it doesn't become it's not like oh my god this is new this is different it's kind of one of them things like you know it's headed in that direction at some point okay yeah I, I I think different about it because when I was young, real young, I used to do all that stuff, catch a girl, get a girl, fill on butts. But I didn't think that it would go as far as me getting some coochie. But as I got older, I got closer to sex. And I knew that I'm old enough now that if I play that type of game, I could end up naked with some girl somewhere and it's, it could go down. But I knew that it couldn't go down when I was nine and when I was ten. Like, I like I got some leash out here. I'm I'm outside, but I can't go to take you nowhere and go to no bed and do no shit. So I knew sex was far away from me. But as I got older, it was like, no, like this really can happen. Like these advances are different for me. That's how I felt about it. <laughs> um, what can a man safely compliment? Um, and are all things related to appearance off limits? What can a man say? No, in I this day and age, twenty twenty two, what can a man safely compliment on a woman? And, and or or anything about appearance off limits. I like your dress. Wow, you have nice legs. Anything about your shoes, your hair, your eyes. It's all that shit off limits now because it's like girls don't like that. It's it, like don't approach me like that. I don't feel like that. I mean, I know there are... I'm such a traditionalist. <laughs> because, I mean, because I feel like as a woman, what do you expect a man to say? One of the things that it, it boggles my mind because I'm not a person that has like 
any light color eyes or anything like mm-hmm. that. And I've said this to you before. Men have for years always complimented me on my eyes and it's even more weird because i those who know me in real life i wear glasses and it's like i mean my glasses are clear but it's like you're looking at my eyes through my glasses just always have caught me off guard like what like why do you think i have such nice eyes but anyway to me i feel like a man he sees you now it's different if you say wow those are some really nice looking breasts that's inappropriate. Or damn your ass is fat. That's inappropriate. You have really nice legs. And you have on a dress. That you, you know, wore a dress today. You told yourself, I'm going to wear a dress today. My legs is out. And you get a compliment on your legs. That's inappropriate? Yeah, I, I don't necessarily feel like that. Was it a pick and choose thing? Like, if I get a compliment in the market, it's fine. If I get a compliment at work, it's a problem. I, I don't, I think, um... I don't think legs are necessarily... Because we don't know what to compliment no more. <laughs> yeah, I think it depends on the outfit and how the man is. Because, okay, if I have on a dress that stops mid-thigh and you tell me I have nice legs, I'm thinking to myself, you looking at my thighs. But at the same time, not to say, why, like, as a woman, like, why do you have it on if you don't want a man to look at your thighs? But men aren't blind, so they're going to see that. That's crazy. You have on a dress and you're... Your calves and ankles are out, but if somebody says you have nice legs, you think that they're talking about your thighs. Yeah, I, I would. Well, I would think that's not what the exposed part at. of your of your leg. That's weird that you think. Well, I that. said if it stops mid thigh. So oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm about to say your bottom of your legs are out. Yeah, Why would now, you think they're looking now at your to thighs? your point, if I have on a dress or a skirt that stops below my knee, then I'm thinking again. You know, I always get compliments on my calves, <laughs> so I would so. It's just weird. So for me, I I am more traditional where I would take it as a compliment and not just think that a man is a pervert. A man to be charming and complimentary to a woman, I think is a nice thing. So how is you have a you have beautiful eyes any different from damn you have beautiful a beautiful mouth. Uh, My uh, no okay. You can say you have beautiful teeth. You can say. But you can't say you have a beautiful mouth. Because it What the fuck is that? It's just words. But no, because there's components to my mouth. When you say I have a beautiful mouth, I'm thinking... (laughs) I mean, I would never say that to a woman. What that mouth do. But I'm just saying... That's what that implies. You can say you have beautiful eyes. You can say you have beautiful skin. You can even say say you have have beautiful teeth. You You can can talk about what's in her mouth. No, you can even say you have very nice lips. That's that's very flirtatious, but I don't think it's inappropriate. But, but to say, say you mouth, have a nice mouth. And she say what? You say I'm talking about your lips and your teeth. I just wrapped it all together. No, because my mouth is. So you have beautiful lips and you have beautiful teeth. Yeah, you have very nice teeth and you have beautiful lips. Thank you. Okay. That's the same as you have a beautiful no, mouth. No, no, no. It's not. <laughs> it's not the same. Fellas, do not be out here telling somebody they got a nice mouth. <laughs> like, that's not the no, same. No, you don't get the shit slapped. Yeah, that's you. not the same. And you might go to jail in 2022. <laughs> you got a nice mouth. Like, what? <laughs> but that, that's how men feel. We don't. We feel like we can't compliment things no more. Especially if you at work. If you see a girl... Let's just say you at a, a job site and you, you know, or a place you work at and you see somebody that comes in normal all the time. And then one day you're like, wow, she's, she or he is really dressed. 
you can't compliment because they might look at you and suck their teeth. They might look at you and like women instantly think when you say, damn, you look nice to them. They hear, I want to fuck. And well, it's like they so offended do. by like, why are you complimenting me? Like, damn. Well, no, because it's one of them things, too, where you have to think it's how people say things like, why well, you look nice today? And it's like, oh, I didn't look nice yesterday. Do I not always look nice? What like, you know, so it's one of them things that some people think about it like that. Well, I would say, men, if you have a hard time thinking what's, what could be deemed appropriate or not, think about what would you want somebody to say to your wife. You remember we had this conversation. Mm -hmm. It was about, like, asking a question on social media. And it's like, okay, if a man asks that question, would you want your wife to be part of that conversation? So if a man was complimenting your wife at her job site or anywhere in the market at the gas station what would you feel was disrespectful to your wife? If I some, be, if I came I home and told you, I would be out of fucking you, fire if somebody said you had a beautiful mouth. Like, I would be exactly out of like if like babe, get this back man, in the car. We going back to wherever the fuck you was <laughs> at. I'm pissed me, that you didn't call me. I got a nice me. mouth. I'm pissed you that you didn't like, call me immediately. What? No, we ain't doing that. Oh, we in the market. He like that's your wife. She got a nice mouth. Nah, you would be in jail yeah. <laughs> instantly. Um, what did we learn? Did you know, ah, I'm ready. Did you know what continent has the, you know, it's seven continents, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know which continent has the youngest medium age? Let me say Asia. No, it's actually Africa. Wow. Okay. I would think Asia because there's so many of them. No, and the median age, so the, and I'm sorry, I, I, let me go to my notes, people. The median age in Africa, Africa's population is the youngest of all the continents with a median age of 19.7. Wow. So the average age is 19, almost 20 years old in comparison to the global median age of 30.4. Wow. So globally, the average age is about 30. In Africa, the average age is 19. 19. That's crazy. Yeah. But the, I, I would want to know what's the life expectancy now that the average age is, is not that. Um, I, I did read that too. And I'm, I think it was um, uh, 68. Okay. So it's 67 in America. Uh, yeah, well, in, well, in the U.S., no, it actually, well, in 2019, because it has gone up, I'm sorry, in 2021, it's 76.6. .6. Okay. Yeah, so it did go up some, um, and then in Africa, it is, yep, I was right, 63.82. Okay. Which is an increase of, uh, a half a percent from 2021. Um, Wait, can, can I... Can I ask something? So this was going back. I'm sorry. You kind of jumped before I had a chance. So what is appropriate for a woman to compliment a man without him thinking she's a gold digger? And I'm going to tell you why I asked this. There okay, was come on, this, this guy did this experiment where, you know, he was trying to talk to this girl and he had on like dingy clothes or whatever. He said he just came from his house painting and she was like, no, 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 I'm not interested. Okay, fine. He goes to get in his car. He has like this Ferrari. And she's like, oh, this your car? What's up? Like, you know, I was just joking. Like, you know, if you painting, you know, you handling your business. And she was all over him at this point. But it was obvious it was because of the car. So if a woman says, oh, you have a nice car, do you think that um, she's she's materialistic? Or yeah. 
Okay. It's just a fucking car. Okay. Oh, so what can a woman, if a woman says, wow, you have Compliment a, me. Say something like, you like really I have beautiful nice skin. Do, are you going to think? You're flirtatious if you're talking about my lips because you're thinking what them lips do. Okay. Well, if you say, wow, you have really nice big hands. You don't have to say big. You have nice hands? Yeah. Because I might get my my nails manicured or something. It might be a reason for you complimenting my hands. I might have lotion on my hands. My knuckles might not be ashy. If she says you have beautiful eyes. That's fine. I've been told that before in my life. I got nice looking eyes, but don't, like you said, don't say nothing about my mouth. And she says, "Why well, you have really nice legs. I would laugh. I would <laughs> and I would get, and I would definitely think you flirtate if you say, damn, you got big feet. Oh, yeah. yeah like, that's like what yeah. that mouth do. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's the same that as what that mouth do. Yeah, All that's right, the go same ahead. shit. Um, yeah, I, I would be like, yeah, like, where we going with this? Where we going? You, you, I'm married. Like, what are you talking about? Um, what we've learned, I've learned that just monkeypox is real. And I've also learned that the men versus women conversation, when little girls are young, they like more toys that have pictures and faces and boys like things like blocks and things that can be manipulated. Okay. Pictures and faces. Okay. So, you know, something like that makes you think like, who did the research and why? people because they want to study kids i know but it's just like what was the point of i well trying probably to, for some to toy manufacturers and no, stuff trying like to that distinguish between men and women boys and girls what's the differences i know but you specifically said when you're younger that makes me yeah think so it's like why of... do why do girls play with dolls why do boys play with blocks and cars and trucks and and, sh and dirt coloring and books shit and like stuff, that girls, yeah, I like guess. why do girls like pink stuff and stuff with glitter on it they do, you know, they study shit like that. I don't know why they study shit like that. they ain't using our tax money to study that. Uh, and also, <laughs> monkeypox is real. There's been a series of monkeypox videos online. Y'all should watch them just so you can get up on it, get some information on the monkeypox. But don't be out there kissing people that you don't know. Stop touching the, stop touching money. Get yourself a card. Leave that fucking cash alone. Um... Stop touching doorknobs and stuff. I think it's about to be a shutdown again because monkeypox is real. It's in New York. If it's in New York, it's in Jersey. If it's in Jersey, it's in Philly. It's in California. It's in um, it's a case. It's some cases in Texas. It's definitely some cases in Florida, and it's abroad too. So just be on the lookout for monkeypox. Did you re ever read any facts about it? Monkeypox. Yeah. Yeah, I read facts last week. It's a twenty-one day incubation period. Um, Which is scary. Yeah, three, weeks, three weeks. That's it a long off, time. And you get flu-like symptoms when it starts off, and you get the body aches and the fever, like you have the flu, but you break out in this kind of stuff. And there's no rhyme or reason why some people only get it around the mouth, some people get it on the body, some people only get it on the genitals. Yeah, some people so, get it in the hands. And the sores look exactly the same. And like, this is the crazy. Almost like an open, like a bump that got cut off. And people want to talk about it like being a gay disease or because it's spreading through the homosexual community. But one of the ways that it is transmitted is through respiratory secretions, meaning <coughs> people cough. Even if you don't see it, respiratory secretions. Wear people your mask. sneezing, mask. Y'all, I, I hate masks. I absolutely hate them, but they are essential. Mm -hmm. And... Y'all think it's it's crazy. I'm ready for it to shut down. Yeah. I don't want. It's a shame because you think about the economic impact on businesses and so forth. But it's nasty out here.
three grams, but we only got two. Um, <laughs> Amon Shumpert was locked up at the Dallas airport with six ounces of weed. Oh, today. man. Um, pulled over in Dallas going to L.A. To, to get his daughter. And cops asked him what he had in his bag. He said weed, but it was six fucking ounces. And they gave him a charge of... Uh, it, the charge is called mandatory jail time. That's what the charge is called. Possession mandatory jail time, in quotation marks. Because if he's convicted, he can get two years for that shit. This, so I'm assuming he doesn't have a prescription? Mm -mm. See, this is where people fail and to realize. Six ounces of weed. And I think some people just think, like, I can fly with shit and well, every not state exactly. allows it. That's the thing people are realizing. It's not good at the federal Medical marijuana is. But even medical marijuana, you got to know that you're flying into a state that has medical marijuana. Exactly. You can't leave a medical marijuana state a medical marijuana state and fly into a non-medical marijuana state with pot because, because it's TSA not recognized. Yeah, and it's not just well, well. Let's not let's be clear. It's not just TSA because what I read, TSA is not necessarily looking for drug, like looking for well, that to report him. But they, they. I'm not saying they won't get you, but mm -hmm. primarily they're looking for weapons and so forth. But to your point, if you are in a state like Texas. I think Georgia, but I don't even want to say any other states for sure because I'm not sure. Georgia is one. Yeah, those states do not allow medicinal marijuana is still illegal. Mm -hmm. So even driving through, it's illegal. Now, granted, if you're driving through, you have a prescription, you have the bottle with your name and stuff on it, like you have. There may not be any trouble because of it, but. If you have recreational going from New York to Miami or something like that, two states where it's allowed, but you're traveling through states where it may not be, you yeah. can get in trouble. Yep. Um, that's fucked up because he was on his way to get yes. his daughter. And I don't know, like, you know, you got to make calls then and, like, go right. get Because he don't know if his wife was available. She could have been away doing some shit. And, and just to think to that you may go to jail just because you were in one state where if you were two or three states in either direction, it would. That's where I. It just shit. And, that and a be. time where weed is being legalized. legalized, and they're talking about letting people out of jail. And the now, just because you, I'm in this state, right? And I mean, six ounces is a, is a lot of weed to be. You know, I don't think you can get that medically. So I think that's like recreational buy. But I mean, who know? I mean, he's a basketball player. He's not a guy with. You know, like I'm sure he has some ailments, but. But he Six could get your, your prescription yeah. is pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Um, second gram, last gram. Beyonce album Renaissance. It's been some hype, 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 and it's been some low, low, low. Um, I personally don't like the album, and it's been two people that came out now saying she stole a lot of samples, and she actually like took them off and took some lyrics down. And I, what is an ableist? Okay, I, so Just answer that. I'm, I'm not finished getting my shit off. What's an, an ableist? ableist is an able-bodied person. We are ableist okay. as opposed to someone who's disabled. I didn't know that saying the word spaz was mm -hmm. a shot at an ableist. No, oh no, it's a you're ableist and you're talking to a, a disabled. It's a derog. It's supposedly a derogatory because term referring to somebody as like a gimp. So oh, I, I thought it was something like you because somebody has like a muscle issue and they spaz. 
no it's it's a it's a derogatory term meant towards disabled people and and it's really so this is the crazy thing but it's really like a british what, term though? it's it's meant like calling them a gimp a okay. disabled person and it's not even a term that us here in the u.s like i've seen a lot of hold on but i'm not finishing mm -hmm. okay so she took that lyric off and then Khalees was talking about some stuff that she had on there from her song that she took off. Um, so the question is, like, why is a person of Beyonce's status not clearing samples? So let's be clear. Khalees doesn't have the rights to the sample. Khalees's argument was she's really she was saying she's really upset at Pharrell. Mm -hmm. Pharrell has the rights to it. Mm -hmm. Beyonce cleared it with Pharrell. Mm -hmm. But because Khalees and Pharrell has this turmoil going on, mm -hmm. Khalees just felt like just because of women empowerment or just like to give me a heads up to let her know. Khalees couldn't say yes or no because Pharrell owns it. But mm -hmm. she just felt like, damn, you could at least give me a heads up. But Beyonce didn't do anything wrong. Khalees just felt like, oh, just because we're girls and you preach women empowerment, even whoa, though whoa, I don't... Whoa, 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 whoa. But I, if Pharrell owns the, the, um, the, the song, but she yes. is a, a writer of the song. So she has a writing credit. And if you use a lyric from some a writer, you have to give that writer a credit. She was credited for it. but she, name, Her name wasn't on the Renaissance album was as a credit as, on that, as, as she used that lyric. Well, first of all, it, first, okay, it wasn't a lyric. It was the, the music from Milkshake. And if you hear the song... For, you got to listen so intently but it's a to be able to hear that I understand, little... But, but you're defending I'm, your girl, and I get that. But I'm saying it's some people, it's rappers, it's singers that take the most minute stuff, but it has to be cleared. Okay, and it was with the rightful owner, who is Pharrell. It was the beat. It wasn't the lyrics. Okay. It was the... Like, dun, 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 like some little beat of it. Pharrell owns it. Khalees says Pharrell stole from her. So again, that's why if you listen to her video, she's like, my beef isn't with Beyonce, but it because from a legal technical standpoint, mm -hmm. she is nothing she can sue Beyonce for mm -hmm. because Beyonce did what she was supposed to do in getting clearance from Pharrell. Mm -hmm. But she just felt like as a and what principle. About the other lady? I, the, the other lady that got like seven Grammys, that white lady that wrote all them songs for Rihanna and a, a lot of other people who said she stole lyrics too. I didn't and hear that. And that I'm lyric sure. was specifically taken off the Renaissance album because I saw the story one day and then two days later it said Beyonce removed the lyric. So I'm, I'm obviously not familiar. that wasn't cleared with her. It Look it up. It's a white woman who wrote about 12 pop great songs mm -hmm. from all these artists and, and Rihanna and... Um, um, I forget the other dude from Europe, but he's a part of them too. They mm -hmm. just, that she wrote songs for, and all of them have won Grammys and was like top Billboard hits. And she used one of her songs and didn't give her uh, um, a credit on it. And she 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 just brought up the fact of um, uh, how there's never been an artist to have 24 people on, on as a writer on one song. That's all, and, and that's. I'm just saying that's. Yeah, and I think like one of that's, the things that's if, the, you, if you can't say that that's a lot, then then you just like you might as well be part of the beehive. But I am be, part of the beehive. There shouldn't be 24 people on one song who but, wrote one song. But see, the thing is, you got to think about this. Would they write there's, one word a piece? But there's a. It's not so much like they wrote this one song because she's giving credit. The album itself has a lot of 
pieces from other songs so she may have taken a snippet of this song a snippet of this song somebody may have added and and sometimes and this is just my personal opinion i think sometimes writers credit credit are given to people just on the sense of i'm gonna look out for you to because you you'll make money off of this too and you might just be my home girl who was in the studio with me right but it's 24 people on there Okay, but on a three-minute song. Okay, but it doesn't writers. mean they were physically writing all of the lyrics. It could have just been she's doing her due diligence and giving credit to people who she may have taken a sample from. So like, if you take twenty-four samples to make a three-minute song, where's your music? It may not. Okay, Beyonce has never had an acclaim to be the best songwriter. Okay. She's a performer and singer. I like Beyonce, but you get real. But let me say this. Let me ask in this same vein, right? Monica Lewinsky came up and said, yeah. like, since we're you having this conversation. She Lewinsky on my dress. Yeah. She removed that lyric, too. No, no, she didn't. Yes, she did. It's written in her lyrics. That that line has been removed from, from her song. That song is so old. But if the lyric has been removed, babe, I, I just since read when? it. Since 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 she said something about it, Beyonce has removed the lyric. It's been that's removed. Crazy. That and that's well, not the only lyric that she removed. She got back. Well, but, but, but my thing is this: that wasn't a stole. Okay, just just no, listen. that wasn't no, just stolen. Hear me out. So now is it like okay, all these artists are going to have to go back and take parts of songs out that they said something derogatory about somebody. Like, we just saw the interview with Patti LaBelle where Biggie said something. No, Patti LaBelle wasn't offended by it, but if she was and was like, I don't want to be a part of that, so now all these people who have songs out are going to have to change their lyrics every time somebody's offended by Who's something all these people? We're just talking about Beyonce. No, I'm talking about, but yeah, Beyonce is one person. You know how many artists have referenced other people from pop culture or from the news in their songs. But that's well, not happening is what I'm saying. You're talking about something that may happen. We're talking, well, I'm talking about something okay, that is Okay, that's what I'm happening. saying. Do you think this is going to open the no, door I don't think for people to start saying that? Well, well, this nope. person mentioned me and this person mentioned me and I don't like the fact that they said this about me. No, I don't think it's going to open the door for that. Th that's because they're that just targeting Beyonce. Maybe so. But that's why I'm saying I don't think it's going to open the door for that, for other, other artists to be, be targeted. I don't think that, I just think that people are super sensitive. And it's sad. you put Monica Lewinsky's name in a song, you're Beyonce. From five years ago? Yeah, and she removed the lyric. It says she Lewinsky'd on her dress, and I think it says something like, um, I don't know, but the lyric has changed. It doesn't say that no more. It's in partition. I'm gonna go back and yeah. listen to it. Yeah. Wow! You can go back and read it, and it'll it'll change. One last thing I wanted to mention: Did you know when um, Puffy did um, "I'll Be Missing You" that he didn't clear it with Sting, yeah. and that 100 percent of the royalties go mm -hmm. to Sting? Sting said he has to pay him two thousand dollars a day for the rest of his life, mm -hmm. which I mean, to Puffy is like a ha chew. But just the principle of it. It is what it is. Yeah. Like, you stole it, you got to pay for it. That's crazy. Act 2, the podcast, episode 82, wrapping up. Hope y'all enjoy. We enjoy um, Men versus Women. Um, Battle of the Sexes. Check out some info on the monkeypox. Wear your mask. Um, don't be kissing strangers. Stop kissing these goddamn kids for a while. You still love them. They still there, but you ain't got to be smooching all over them. They go out and shit and... I'm telling you, they're going to bring a pock home. That's um, gross. So, yeah, Monkey Box is real. <laughs> is real. Um, again, y'all can catch us on... Where we at? 
<laughs> Act to the podcast.com. Y'all can catch us on Facebook. Y'all can catch us on Instagram, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Radio Public, YouTube, TikTok, Breaker, Spotify, and Twitter. Um, boy International Wall. Your girl Tosh. The co-hosts with the mostest. If you fuck with us, you fuck with us. <laughs> if you don't, you should. Peace. <laughs>